Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What spicy my pumpkins? Let's, I'm Robert let's, let's Evans. Let's try that again. That was no. too loud. No. It was, it was clipping. We're, we're, it's not clipping. You just don't like me saying what spicy my pumpkins. But I said it and it can't be unsaid. Uh-huh. It was clipping. Because this is It Could Happen Here, a daily podcast about the end of some things and the beginning of other things. And right now it's an episode about the beginning of fall because it's officially fall and I'm drinking a pumpkin spice black coffee. Happy it, for you. It's also not officially fall yet. Yeah. It, oh, it may it may fall. be officially fall by the time this podcast comes it out. It is oh, okay. legally okay. fall when I have my first pumpkin spice black coffee of the year and it's cool outside. That's because you're a monster. That's because I'm a happy man who is enjoying a fall beverage. Um, on this episode today, we have, of course, Garrison. Garrison. Hello. Hi, Garrison. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Great. We also have uh, my friends, uh, B and Elaine. B, Elaine, you, you, you were on the show recently to talk about terrorism. A year ago? Recently a year ago. Recently a year ago. Everything before yesterday is a year ago. And uh, and now you're on to talk about surviving. Yeah. 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 Like crafty surviving punk shit. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. We, we brought you made it on, this far. You on because you were like two of the most useful skill filled people that I know. You were both wilderness survival instructors, primitive skill instructors for a while. 
and you have a small farm in a town that I won't name. And you do all sorts of cool shit like storing food and making arrows and other things that are alleged. And what I like about that is that, you know, when we talk about like collapse and, and things falling apart, there's this kind of like, I don't know, almost like mimetic obsession with like, I want to get out into the woods and away from the city. And that's the only way to survive. And like, the reality of the situation is that's a terrible way to survive. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. There's yeah. nobody in the woods. There's nobody in the woods. There's and no people shit need, in the yeah. woods. <laughs> and it's, you know, there's, there, are, there are a small chunk of the human race that is capable with, with just themselves of like surviving in the middle of nowhere with nobody. But there's even among that population, there's a small fraction who are capable of doing that and not shooting themselves after a long enough period of time. <laughs> And you wouldn't want to meet that person generally. Well, and I think the yeah. other the other thing about that is like the sort of fetishization of of you know individualist survival skills is based on this idea that what people when people were like living off the land that they were doing it by themselves alone. No, which is communities. There's there's very few people that survived alone for a long time, and even of the people that had the skills, like. Even Ishii wandered out of the woods after, yeah. I think, eight years of being by himself and was finally like, fuck it. I, yeah, I who was, like was lonely. <laughs> he was the last of a indigenous group in California where everyone else in his tribe had been basically had been genocided. Yeah. And him and like the last like five people went off and hid for mm -hmm. very good reason. Um, yeah. And then after disease and stuff then it was just him and he spent i forget how many years by himself and after a while he finally was like fuck it being by myself is not worth it and he came out and it was just after the turn of the century and so he ended up being adopted by a bunch of anthropologists and mm -hmm. spending the rest of his time in san francisco it's actually where we get most of a lot of like the anthropological knowledge of how to make arrows because oh, he was cool. very much like i'm the last of my group so I will actually show people how to do flint napping and how I make arrows and how I hunt. And yeah, and that's but I mean, and, and that's there's kind of the point there that like with all of those skills, being one of that very small number of people who could you, you drop that guy alone with nothing in the woods and he'll figure it out. He didn't want to do that because <laughs> like, <laughs> no. it's miserable. Yeah. Um, he, he, in fact, went into San Francisco and was like, well, white people wiped out my entire like yeah. civilization. <laughs> but I'm lonely. <laughs> I guess I'll go make friends with these anthropologists and live with them and teach them what I know. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a lot of the folks who are kind of reaching out online being like, hey, I don't have a lot in the way of money. Uh, I'm never going to be able to move to the woods and buy a farm or something. Like, well, you don't you don't really need to. And like if shit really does hit the fan, wherever you live, there's probably parks unless it's Detroit, um, in which case there's abandoned Walmarts like you can make it work like there's it's so. So this is an episode about kind of the skills that you can acquire and build for not a lot of money, more or less wherever you live, that will help you build resiliency, um, but also build resiliency as part of a community as opposed to living in the woods with a knife sleeping under mud. <laughs> There's a great short story that y'all turned me on to by Cory Doctorow in a, a book of short stories called Radicalized. That was, was it just called The Mask of the Red Death? I mean, that's that another, one that's is another called The Mask story. of the yeah. Red Death. Yeah. And the original Mask of the Red Death is set, obviously, during... Um, I'm sure everybody read it in high school, like, right? It's, it's set during the, the bubonic plague with these rich people who, like, decide to just hole up and party to escape the plague, and they all die of the plague. And Dr. O's is a bunch of, like, libertarian survivalist crypto bros who build a fortress in the desert in order to survive the end of days. 
And it turns out that like a bunch of bad stuff happens, like there's disease and, and, and civil conflict, but like people figure it out and all of the crypto bros die shitting themselves to death because they're <laughs> I, I wasn't septic spoil backs it, up into yeah. their water system. It's yeah. obvious from the start what's going on. And happen. everybody who comes along to help them, yeah. they start shooting at. Yeah, so they're, they're like, well, yeah. fuck you, we'll just wait until you're dead because yeah. you're shitting yourself because your water's bad. I think we all have we all have elements of some libertarian tendencies in us, which, you know, it's not bad to learn self-reliance. And it's certainly not not even bad to want to, like, live outside of the city. But in a lot of ways, living in a living in an urban environment surrounded by a community, depending on the situation, can be even more resilient. Because, like, yeah, an isolated farmstead, there's benefits to, but also it's really easy to surround and just shoot people who are living on their farm in the middle of nowhere. If shit really does hit the fan, it, keeps happening. Stuff, it, it happens all the time. It <laughs> happened in like El Salvador and shit when they had their economic crash. So I don't know. Where do you want to, where do you guys want to start? Well, um, I know you had a couple of different things that you want that want to talk about, like preserving food is a big one. Yeah. And then, I mean, making stuff and doing things is kind of, they're sort of different. Where would you like to actually start with that? I think we could start with kind of the DIY element branching off of our original discussion on primitive skills. And then in like part two, we can go more into like food and like skin, like in like foraging um, and preservation and stuff. Okay. Cool. I mean, so DIY, um, I guess now there's a lot of stuff about like, there's, I don't know, there's all this stuff about like survival skills and all this stuff. And both of us kind of came into the idea of making stuff and doing things by being punks. Um, and it's kind and of funny. Having no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having no money, but also just their DIY, like do it yourself was a very like kind of 90s punk thing that came into the mainstream. Like I actually was pulling out some of my old books and I think it's funny to see the like progression because I have, you know, the really lovely like food, not lawns Which that goes into book. a whole pile of really fantastic things that came out that i don't know the first food not lawns house i saw at the town i was in was in like 2005 or 6 but this book came out in 2006 but it was this entire movement of like making community and doing and like how to do stuff yourself Fuck the hoa grow corn right. on your front lawn yeah and then i have from 2011, the bus DIY guide to life that includes everything from like how to do worm composting to how to make your own makeup and like finance a house. And that's bus, <laughs> like the magazine, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because it definitely like was a thing that I watched come into the mainstream. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it started as a lot of punks trying to figure out how to do things because they had no money and... But it's also different from a lot of, you know, like woodworking or craft books that really are, you know, buy these $7,000 worth of tools and now you yeah. too can learn. You too how to can use make a, a table. Yes. Yeah. And there's also, there's also an ethos behind it, right? That like before I, I was, I came at it first and foremost through being like a bike punk in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, being a bike punk. And the idea of like the DIY ethos was less about, the grid is going to collapse mm -hmm. and like everything is going to fall apart and you're going to need to survive by the skin of your teeth. And it was a lot more, you know, at the tail end of the nineties and like the sort of golden era of neoliberal capitalism and office space and that whole cultural moment, the idea that life was alienated and shitty and mm -hmm. it felt better to know how to do things that you needed in your day-to-day -day life for yeah. yourself 
using stuff you had made yourself or gotten from your community members. Um, yeah, resiliency is less about knowing you have a pile of dried food in the house and know more about looking at fresh food and knowing I know how to make that last the winter. Yeah, and it's been interesting to see the way that like as that has gotten kind of mainstreamed into like, you know, uh, the the what is it primitive? There's a bunch of different like primitive XYZ YouTube channels that get lots of sure. traffic and shit. And as that all gets mainstreamed, there's this idea of like expertise that creeps back into it. And DIY was like firmly committed to the idea that everybody could learn stuff and listening to somebody who said they were an expert was a trap. And a lot of that was coming out of like the seventies when there was all of the like, you know, culty lifestyle shit that was like, Hey, look, we're going to teach you how to change your life. And yeah, we're going to we're going to buy up all this land in Antelope, Oregon, and right, then we're exactly. going to poison a buffet. And so DIY was emphatically uh. not that it was like there's skills and you can learn skills and the Internet doesn't really exist yet or not really. So you can read books about it and you can have skill share and because there wasn't Twitter. We also all had a lot more time on our hands mm -hmm. and yeah. like each other more. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also like. Expertise was something that was handy to have, you know, like if I needed to rebuild my uh, wheel on my bike and respoke it, you wanted someone nice. who knew how to do it. And so it's good to, to have a couple you. of people who yeah. had really intense, deep knowledge of skills. But the idea that you would ask someone like, I need to change my bike tire tube because I popped it with everyone would have been kind of like, really, yeah. really? Like everyone should know how to do basic stuff. And it's, and it's okay, like the whole, you know, jack of all trades was, is as a desirable goal. Like it's okay to dabble in a million little things and be kind of mediocre, but have a sort of baseline understanding of a bunch of stuff. Now, you know, there's places that I kind of think that we went too far, but also, you know, before the American Healthcare Act, we all definitely did a lot of uh, at-home med care that we should not have. But I, there's also a lot of low stakes places that I think people have gotten away from just practicing and trying yeah. all sorts of crafty stuff as an ethos that is actually really good. And there's no harm to learning things like you're not going to yeah. hurt anything. And the only thing that's going to happen is you will have more skills and more to offer the people around you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. 
Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's this idea under capitalism that we should all specialize because that is like the most profit generating thing to do is just specialize in the thing that makes you the most money but it's like not only is it like not the the best in a in a dangerous situation to only know how to do one thing that makes you money but it's like it's not particularly good for your soul either and and there's also lots of different behavioral psychology like group analysis of if you present people with a situation that they feel unprepared for and there's an a person that they identify as an expert in a group who they can defer to pretty much every time the group that's like, Oh, we'll defer to this one expert because they know everything and we'll just do whatever they say ends up making worse decisions. than if you have a group where everybody feels like, Oh, well I like, I can at least get a handle on what's going on and we can all talk through it and like make, make calls deferring to experts doesn't necessarily help you now that there's obviously cases we've mentioned medical care already where like there's actually knowledge is very important skill sets are very important but the idea that there's people who are just like yeah inherently more knowledgeable of things that you couldn't possibly understand is so where where do you recommend like people start with like like you've got a bunch of books right now and obviously if you can afford books that's a good call but, or like, libraries libraries, or libraries have a lot of these yeah. books yeah. yeah on uh preserving food and like growing stuff on your lawn but even if you don't have a lawn you can still like there's certain like one thing that strikes me because we've been canning and pickling a bunch lately is you know different vegetables and fruits and whatnot are cheaper at different points in the year and even if you live in an apartment in the inner city and will never have more than a garden box at best you can buy food when it's cheap and preserve it um and not only save yourself a little bit of money but you can like also uh uh you'll you'll 
understand you, every time you encounter preserved food in like a grocery store, you'll be looking at a thing that you know where it comes from. It's not just like a mystery jar of preserved food that was made by some process of science. So I don't know. I'm interested in like where you guys, someone coming in, having only uh, specialized in whatever it is, allowed them to pay the rent. Uh, Where's your, where's your recommended start point for people? Um, I think it's picking something that is low stakes that you enjoy. Like, honestly, one of my friends, um, her entry into doing DIY stuff was you know, she had lots of makeup and everything. And she was like, I'm going to make body scrubs. How do I do that? And, you know, looked up how to make body scrubs, how to make, you know, a lot of it is, oh, getting salt and grinding up a rosemary that she found in someone's front yard and putting it together, you know, but just something simple that you enjoy that you would love to be able to, you know, have a little bit more say over. Because it's most basic. A lot of the DIY stuff is you can make something very specific to what you like. So uh, for myself, actually, one of the first things I ever started doing was in high school, just altering clothing. I had an old. Yes, learning how to sew is huge. Yeah. I had an old $30 junk practice, uh, like kids sewing machine and just the cheapest one that Sears used to sell and could definitely just take that and start putting seams in and alter clothing and be like, this shirt is now a t-shirt. It was long sleeve before. And that also ties in with, you know, DIY just to sound like old punks for a minute. The DIY definitely also came out of things like the riot girl scene in a big way. And like the attention to like body awareness and like moving away from body negativity and the recognition that as a general rule off the rack clothes, are not and certainly 20 years ago were extra not actually designed to fit most people's bodies and it was like hard to find clothes that fit you right and yeah so like sewing was a big one um bikes because we were broke and didn't have cars so figuring out how to fix bikes and you know everything that mechanically happens on a bike is right there and you can see it happen and it maybe requires a screwdriver and then eventually maybe some other tools but there's lots of and there's free resources a lot most cities i've spent any amount of time in, you can find like you can find like a community bike shop where if you have to pay anything it's very minimal and in a lot of cases you just sort of like show up and you know there's space to use. Yeah. When, um, like I know in Santa Cruz, there was the bike church in Portland. There's the bike farm. And in yeah, in Philly, there was also a bike church. Cause it turns out yeah. the basements of churches are, are, yeah, there were a couple often, of spots like yeah. that in Dallas and it's, uh, yeah. It, and I think it is like this mix of like with the body scrub stuff, like what is something that appeals to you that you you're interested in? And also what is with the bike stuff? What is something that's like, just doggedly practical like you get a bike you, you you need a bike to get around you should probably know how to fix shit on it i think the reason i say you should pick something that appeals to you especially is because a big thing with diy was that you're doing it yourself and there are so many skills that are valuable to learn from other people mm-hmm. it is wonderful to craft in community it is wonderful to work with other people in community it's wonderful to teach skills and gain them but also, I've seen this growing idea with the as specialization for so many things, especially services, comes in that people are always like, oh, wow, 
knitting, I've always wanted to learn, I need to take a class in that, or I need to. And it's really important, I think, for people to realize that you can learn things. Yeah. We are very good at learning things and you don't necessarily need a teacher for more complex things you do, but starting with something that you really like and that you find really interesting, you've already thought about it. So when you start with, you know, for my friends, starting with making bath salts and face masks and stuff, it was something she had already been thinking about quite mm -hmm. a bit and thinking about stuff. So when she started looking up recipes to mix and looking on the Internet and looking at ingredients, it was something she already cared about. So she, it's easier to learn something that you are interested in and it's easier to learn something that you want to do. But we are all capable of learning for ourselves not every single thing but especially just for craft projects and so starting with that so that you can pick up a book or you can read an article or you can watch a youtube video and you don't need to take some like 150 dollars yeah. weekend class before right. you can it, it's you know a big part of the resiliency building like something you may scoff like when you're thinking about survivalism and talking about like making bath scrubs but a lot of the the, the skills you would learn putting that together are useful in making like a salve or making like a, making a poultice soap, making soap. soap, things that you actually need. Like when I was traveling, I lived on the road, like out of a car and out of backpacks for off and on all over the world for years. And I would make my own medicated because we would get, we would get cuts and scrapes and rashes and we were poor as shit. And often there weren't doctors where we were. So I learned how to use things like plantain and comfrey and yarrow and like beeswax and stuff in order to, to make medicated salves. And it, uh, it was something that interested me, but like, there's also a lot of, like, it, it there's a, there's a number of ro routes into learning that sort of thing. And if you're learning how to make, again, something as simple as like a face scrub, learning where to find that information for free, learning some of like the basic techniques in order to do that, it, the, learning how to learn is uh is is applicable in a wider variety of of skill sets. And it, I I think it's so important to focus on. What are you what are you interested in first as, as opposed to just being like, OK, now first, I, now I have to learn how to like splint a broken arm because like think shit's going to hit the fan. Like, well, maybe focus on something that's more exciting yeah. to you first and, 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 and build time in your life to learn things. That's an enjoyable process. What, one of the first things I did like years ago was I, I learned to sew specifically to make a cosplay, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, yeah. so, so I would just I would make me and my whole family different outfits for comic-con so every year i would i would sew us whole whole new things but that not only taught me sewing it taught me how to do like uh like vacuum forming to do molding how to use like a heat gun how to use like all, all these other types of tools um how to do like molding and castings so like all of these types of things i learned just wanting to make silly costumes but now they're like you know useful in a lot a lot, a lot of other ways yeah and that can be that can be expensive at the high end when you're like vacuum forming and stuff sure, like yes. your stormtrooper armor. But the, the the cheapest side of that thing, again, you can get a basic hand sewing kit for like five fucking dollars from a Walmart. And, and you there's can also makerspaces. Fix your shit. And there's makerspaces and like YouTube will do the teaching. You don't have to pay for a teacher. The Taliban learned how to fly helicopters on YouTube. You can learn how to fix your pants. And I, I think also you mentioned specialization before. It's come up a couple of times. Um, and there is, you know, the idea with specialization, the rationale behind specialization is, oh, well, you'll be better at it because yeah. that's what you do all the time. But that cuts both ways, because if you only do one thing all the time, then as you know, whatever the maximum threshold of your abilities is that's yeah. required of you, that becomes your baseline. 
like whatever as in a, your day-to-day life whatever it is that you're being asked to do that's what you feel capable of and on the flip side there's with with the diy approach with like teaching yourself shit learning interesting shit it's also practical and important and useful to be like this is a thing that i'm going to do on a regular basis so i'll get better at it but also it's not you know there was a you know the whole idea of there's what you do and then there's your job and that these need not be the same thing because you want to be able to think think through things in a way that's not the way you're supposed to process things to make your boss happy that mm-hmm. it is not are, just what you do when you clock in you at the are more of the than day. your career exactly. you're more than your career and 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 your skill set need not be purely extractive yes as a, you know not just like okay i have to go do the thing in order to make money and then everything else is consumption like you can you can transition like we're we're and, and this is not a societal level solution because no. we talk a lot about like well yeah you're not going to you're not going to make small personal changes to fix climate change but changing your own particular attitude on how you approach the world from one that is i i produce and then i consume to to one where you're you're thinking more about resiliency and what do i know how to do and what can i learn how to do um is is helpful in a variety of ways Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. On the note of, you know, the transferability of skills and recognizing that you already do things on a day-to-day basis that require specialized knowledge and require skill sets. Um, one of the things that I try and trot out at every possible opportunity, I worked with somebody in one of those volunteer bike shop spaces uh, down in New Orleans years ago. Um, and the whole purpose of that particular space was to make the skill set of bike repair more accessible to a population that relied on bikes to get places. And one of the folks I worked there with was like a very family lady and was great because we would have young girls come into the shop and be like, my bike doesn't work. Somebody fix my bike. My bike doesn't work. I don't know how to fix a bike. And she was the one who would just be like, uh, your tire's flat. And they'd be like, yeah, I don't know how to fix it. Can you fix it? And she'd be like, well, you're wearing press on nails, right? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm like, cool. How'd you put on your press on nails? And they'd walk through the steps of like, well, you sand your nails and then you put the glue on your nails and then you hold the press on nails on your fingernails for a little while and let them set. And then you're good to go. And she's like, great. You've just described exactly how you patch a bike inner tube. So now we just need to get the bike inner tube out. And here's the part that corresponds to your nail. And here's the part that corresponds, like, here's the glue. And here's the, you know, it's the same process. We just have to get the bike inner tube out and then back in again. But you already know how to do the part where you make the bike tube work again. And that does hit on another important, like, you know, apocalypse or whatever survival point where, again, all of our, like, fiction and movies focuses on, like, knowing how to use a gun or, like, being a a woodsman. One of the most useful skills, maybe the most useful skill you can have in any disaster situation is being able to teach people. Yeah. Like, like knowing how to understand, figure out what people know and how to get them the additional information they need in order to be more resilient and competent because you're always better in a community of people who know how to handle their shit than alone. And it builds on itself too. You know, we both come from different backgrounds, but as we've been together and with the different trainings that we've had in just life, the projects that we take on have become more and more complex. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where yeah, I used to like to practice shit. gardening and stuff and doing a little bit of woodworking and things. And now, you know, we're doing various construction projects that we're kind of self-taught and we have some various Home Depot books on how to do them. But it's it doesn't feel nearly as intimidating because we've done steps to go to it. And because it's not an all or nothing, you don't have to suddenly be like, I'm going to DIY my entire life. Like, I definitely get that way sometimes where I'm like, I want to one day have everything in my house be made by someone that I know or myself. And it's really lovely to know craftspeople or to, you know, make do sit down at a pottery wheel and make your own bowls or whatever. But a lot of it is about practicing stuff when it's not an emergency so that when you later on have need or you have the ability you have the time like you can do a bunch of different things so you know we refloored the room that we're in right now yeah you did <laughs> like, quite a process but we didn't get there from nothing and we'd both done lots of different construction and measuring and other things in little bits just for fun for work for other stuff beforehand and 
a lot of these projects are things that are fun to do as a one-off, as a project. I've done, you know, embroidery with my kids just for fun, not because they need to suddenly embroider all of their clothing or they have to sew everything, but it's because it's a fun thing to do on a rainy day or, you know, try fixing a book, not because there's no ability to go on Amazon and order another book, but hey, look, I just, we didn't add one thing to the landfill waste and we don't have to fix all of the stuff we have. It's a one-time craft. But then later on when stuff's falling apart or when we have supply chain issues or when stuff's not there, it's handy to know like, oh, you know what? Like we're having water rationing right now because during the one of the droughts I grew up in California, we had water rationing and it was my mom hauled out of the basement my grandmother's old ringer machine and we were doing the laundry in that because it could it conserved a hell of a lot of yeah. water and you could use the same water for load after load. It's good to just have those things just kind of on hand that you've tried because when an emergency hits, you don't want to be trying to search the Internet or looking for something because you've never done it before. And now yeah. it's necessary. And it's it's again to the point of like how the how collapse really looks versus how it's often pictured. You're not trying to replicate when you're when you're doing your own laundry that way. You're not trying to replace civilization. You're patching a hole like and and that's a lot of building resiliency is knowing that you have it's like it's being able to fix a bike tire. It's patching a hole. And I do want to acknowledge that like this is a little bit more outside of the the dead center of mainstream in you know, the United States and some other like wealthy industrialized countries. And it's not like it has never stopped being the way most people in the yeah. world kind of. I, I have a story together. I like to tell <laughs> from these people I was billeted with in Iraq. These uh, these guys were like pulling people out of airstrike craters every day. And we wanted to watch TV one night. We were in like a bombed out mosque that ISIS had been using and they had a refrigerator that worked in a TV that ISIS had cut the cords with. And this guy just started pulling cords out of the fridge and in about five minutes had the TV working, had like hooked it, lashed everything together. It was like he wasn't a TV repairman or a fridge. He just knew how electricity and shit worked and was able to figure out like, OK, I can just put all this shit together. We're good to go. And and just also to loop back around to the whole like survival mentality a little bit. One of the things that like people that we've worked with, people who like have been in emergency situations that require, you know, complex skill sets and things and stuff. One of the big things is to have a role that you are competent in, that you are ready to fulfill. So you don't have to figure out your first step. Yeah. Like you can get moving, you can figure out your first step. So for example, in the, you know, the supply chain issues that hit at the start of COVID. And are hitting still. And are re yeah. recurring. Um, the, the idea of like, oh, there's no way to, like, there's no laundry soap, say. Okay, well, we've got borax and these other various. Baking, and you know, some baking, baking soda, soda, borax. Right. We can, we can make our own laundry detergent in a pinch and it'll work well enough. Cool don't have to have that be the thing that stresses us out and like adds to our, our like paralysis. Yeah. And again, a huge part of it is even how you approach the problem. It's not freaking out like, Oh my God, there's no laundry soap. My, how am I going to clean my clothes? It's being like, Oh, there's no laundry soap. I'm going to go online. Cause we still have that and try to figure out either other things that can make laundry soap that yeah. there are. And like, it's, it's accepting like a big, you talk about like 
wanting to be competent in a role, you don't have to know what that is from the start. As long as like the starting point isn't I'm going to be the medic, I'm going to be the this, I'm going to be the the food girl. It's like no, I'm going to start learning how to do things I don't know how to do, and over a period of time, if I am dedicated to that, I will figure out the thing that I want to get most competent at. Yeah, because I mean none of none of what we've been talking about in terms of the various crafts and projects that we've undertaken are things that are like our primary function in the world it's just like well at some point it seemed like it was worth doing and so we did some of it and then we kept doing it and now and there's always pretty good at some of it for literally everything we've talked about there's the you're a uh i don't know a bougie hipster version of like doing it expensively even with like woodworking there can be a dirt cheap i built the table for almost nothing when i was younger because it was like well i found this wood that the city chopped down and i bought sandpaper and stain for 15 dollars. and then i got like a fucking base from ikea and i had a functional table and i figured it out using youtube and it's you know not as good a table as I could have made if I had ten or thousands of dollars in woodworking tools, but I had a table for years because of it. Um, and it's it's accepting the because I think people do get freaked out. There's such an emphasis on like having the gear, getting the equipment, stockpiling things, and like really stockpiling competency is better because yeah. And I think the Amazon wish list ability to just be like, oh, I want this specific thing. I can in three seconds look it up online and find the exact thing that I want definitely pushes in the opposite direction and makes people a little less resilient in that capacity because there's less of that idea that you can just have stuff. And I would just say if people want to get started with it, it's really pick something low stakes, pick something simple because you build the abilities. You build the ability to learn. And um, I had it explained to me once that it's like a hanger. Every skill you get acts as a hanger. And having really basic, simple things is actually super necessary because even even the like hardcore primitive skills. I have some amazing books that I bought when I was 18. And I remember I had them and I looked through and I read it and I was like, this is like reading magic, I understand absolutely none of it. And after a few years of doing things, not even necessarily traditional skills, but just things, practicing stuff, picking stuff, there was so much more framework that I had that I looked through it. And suddenly there was stuff, concepts that I could hang all of these incredible skills on. And we're like, oh, that never made sense to me. I understand it now because I've done simpler things and starting with something that doesn't seem like overwhelming to learn something simple and something, something low stakes, something that if you utterly mess it up, if you have a, uh, Oh, what are the, like, like the regrets, the like craft fa- epic craft mm-hmm. fails that it's okay. It's not a big deal because failing is part of learning. And so pick things that it's okay to fail at as your, as your projects. And, and don't, as many of us did in the late nineties and early two thousands, when we didn't have health insurance of any description, you know, experiment on ourselves and our friends with herbs because we didn't have healthcare or access to doctors. Avoid doing that. Whenever That's, possible. That is not low stakes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm about to go do open surgery on my own infected wound. Now that I, you've told me this and don't I'm real do that, excited. Garrison. Really excited. Stop. I got I, I got an exacto. I got some vodka. At least let us we're get good, the hacks. We're good to go. No, the, the key is really hot glue. 
Same as okay. same as surgical stitches. I, I, I have <laughs> same glue. as surgical super stitches. Glue, not hot glue. No, super no, you want it to be I, hot because then it sterilizes the wound. I, hot glue doesn't blood. stick to anything. This is how I know you are not a crafter. Is hot glue does hot not glue stick to anything. <laughs> you just you you squirt it in there. You get it in there real good, and then you cover it with uh with super glue. I do have a grandpa like a that hot has glue plug in the womb. I, I would put super glue in first. I do have a grandpa that has used super glue so many times to glue his body back together. It is well, astounding. Yeah, that is actually what, what it was, was made for. Yeah, that's very funny. It, it's it's effective at that. Anyway. Here's our medical advice. Yeah, that's the, that's... don't do any of the things that were just said. There's but if no you do want to learn how to do sutures, you can find guides where people do it on chicken, which is how, if you're an EMT, you learn how to do it. And it's and... that's a that is a skill you can build for very little money. That's useful, and you don't have to start on your friends' bodies. And yeah. I will put in a plug for like wilderness first aid courses are not yeah. cheap, and there are some real good ones out there. And as a as like a baseline that is real handy and helps you think about things creatively because wilderness first yeah. aid, unlike an ambulance driver, an ambulance driver is driving in a box with all the tools they need. Mm -hmm. And wilderness first aid, the assumption is no you don't have coming. a box. Yeah, you, you don't, don't have, have a box, the tools. And so you have to work it out. Probably, you know, uh, uh, some plantain or something or some the right fucking kind of sap. There's like shit you can use. Uh, sure. Which we will not proceed to attempt to lift up here and provide medical advice about <laughs> no, how no, to no, use no. plants. In Don't the go to a doctor. Nope. No. Use pine needles. <laughs> Make your own needle tea. Don't I go to the healthcare. Craft books It'll anyway. cure your COVID. Find a beehive and start sucking. <laughs> any other sources are plugs? You gotta open your mouth real wide. Any any other sources are plugs? The more bees you get um, in you, the less COVID there's, you there's have. There's a great book called Making Stuff and Doing Things from way back in the day. Definitely recommend that one. Um, country know-how. Like, there's some a lot of old craft books. Actually, um, the entire back collection of uh the Mother Earth magazine skill stuff, like I have definitely made the homesteading an magazine, not Emma Goldman's anarchist yeah. newspaper. But um, I've definitely made solar powered dehydrators out of cardboard boxes and saran wrap yep. from the from Mother Earth magazine stuff, and it's absolutely fantastic. They're just old school guidebooks, um, and but also anything that's listed as like DIY guides that have stuff that you would like to make and like to do yeah. are great. The library is great. Use the library. Mm -hmm. Research librarians at the library are great. And if you're like, I'm trying to learn how to do this thing, can you help me find books on it? Research librarians at the library, they have doctorates in how to help you do that. Yeah. And that's they just sit at desks all day waiting for people and to ask some that, questions. And the, what you'll learn from them about how to answer those questions for yourself is also useful in the long run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, now go out and make a reflux still. Is that legal? Well, no, <laughs> not in most places, but it's easy. You just need a box inside of a box and you pour old beer in the center box okay, and you put like saran wrap on that's top the, and that's you leave the it in the heat. Like a little... <laughs> we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.